0: in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you had been a Christian in Jerusalem around the year 70 AD, watching the invasion and destruction of your home and of the temple itself, those would have been your days of Noah. If you'd been part of a persecuted christian communities served by polycarp the martyr who was burned at the stake around the year 200 those would have been your days of noah if as a roman christian you had watched as everything civilized was destroyed by invading barbarians from the north If you've been a Christian resident of Constantinople as Islamic conquerors swept across the Mediterranean and North Africa, if you were a British subject watching from London as the North American colonies rebelled against a government you believed had been instituted by God, those would have been your days of Noah. For us, what are our signs? What about the rush to colonize or the war to free the enslaved or the working conditions of the Industrial Revolution or the inventions of the automobile and airplane, the atom bomb, the income gap between the rich and the poor, the need for workforce housing or or climate change or ecological degradation, death by gun violence, UVA, club Walmart on Chesapeake Bay. Would-be prophets everywhere, including those within the church, have looked at these and shouted, The days of Noah are here. They're now. Can the coming of the Son of Man be far behind? Some with the utmost of sincerity have run off with the would-be prophet sold their belongings, said goodbye to family members, and then sat on mountaintops waiting for the Messiah's appointed hour. Some have scoffed quite openly, saying, there's nothing new or out of the ordinary here. You've seen the signs, heard the prophet's voice, watched as some have run for mountaintops, and stood amazed as the duped retreated, disillusioned. Now you swear vehemently, never to be taken in. Most of us, most of us, I think, just simply glaze over when someone approaches us with a word about the end of the age. These first couple of Sundays in Advent demand, however, a considered response. The lessons tell of the end of the age and of the second coming of Jesus Christ. While they anticipate a time of judgment and discernment, they also embody a hope of God's plan for salvation, one that will be completed with the restoration of Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem, God's city on a hill where the ways of war will no longer be practiced and the peoples of the earth will choose, will choose to walk in the paths of God. These lessons demand a considered response. The temptation of the first order is knowledge, knowing the appointed time. Knowledge like that provided by the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And yet Paul is clear, for you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. So, this must be taken as a rule of thumb. Jesus will come when we least expect him, not a minute before or a minute later. To fret about the when is to miss the moment. The temptation of the second order is pride, as in, you know better. I mean, if God was going to let anyone know what time God would be coming, he'd let you know. But pride never leads to servanthood or service, or praise, or humility, or the response of a faithful heart. The temptation of the third order is sloth and lust. That is, God forbid, anything should be added to your calendar. Another thing for us to wait for? God forbid, anything should get in the way of your passion for you. But there is another way. Our response our response, need not be to build another bunker or to hide our heads in the sand or to overstock the pantry or to wring out another rant on family values. How do you prepare, says Paul? Owe nothing to anyone except maybe to love one another. Here it is. The waiting for Christ is to walk in the ways of compassion. O those around you, mercy. O your families, empathy and kindness. O your neighbors, the love of Christ. O the world around us, every grace and lenity, awake from the sleep of indifference, Prepare for the coming of Christ and lose yourself in this deep affection. For just as surely as Christ is coming at the end of the age, he is coming when you least expect him, when the gospel is preached, when the bread is broken, when sin is resisted, when justice is done, and when the trumpet sounds. Heed neither the call to acknowledge a particular date as the end. Nor the call to scoff at those, however misguidedly, who seek to apply the teaching, nor the call to ignore his coming altogether as vain. Jesus, the Son of Man, is coming again. And in preparation for his coming, love God, love your neighbor as yourself, owe them only his grace and compassion Mm -hmm. until he comes again.